Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to More Than Amused podcast, a podcast all about women and the arts, hosted by Stani and Sadie. Join us as we explore what it's like being a female artist, examine modern day problems, and educate ourselves and you on important and forgotten female artists of the past. Hello everyone and welcome back to More Than a Muse. I'm Stani. I'm Sadie and wow, am I so excited for this topic of conversation today. When Taylor Swift released Would Have, Could Have, Should Have. She said, give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. And this summer, she helped all of us get our girlhood back. Yes, alongside Barbie Alongside well. Barbie. And I know we haven't seen the full effects of it yet, but I know Beyonce is going to be mm-hmm. a major factor in this as well. Absolutely. We both went to the Eras Tour, and mm-hmm. we've done two episodes so far talking about Barbie. So we are obviously and clearly fans, but yeah, this has just been the summer for girls everywhere. It really, truly has, and it makes me so happy. So like, happy. I've seen so many posts of people using that meme from Anna with an E where it's like, oh, how I love being, being a, a woman. woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that truly is, I think, how a lot of us feel. And there's more going on here than I think I even realized when we decided we wanted to talk about this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's been a lot of articles talking about how much money Barbie and the heiress tour have made and like what that's doing for the economy. And we're like, oh, that would be cool. And then we can like talk about Taylor Swift and Barbie a little bit more because neither of us are done with that topic. Because truthfully, I could always talk more about Barbie and Taylor Swift. Agreed. (laughs) But then looking into it, like there's some changes happening in the, the economy that are all to do with women and their buying power. And it is, it's pretty cool, actually, what's going on. It is pretty cool. And a shout out to a previous episode, which is in fact, I think one of the first episodes we did where Mm -hmm. we talked about fangirls, where we talked a lot about I guess just the buying power of women of course but we really dived into the history of where fangirls started how they've changed over time how they are basically the deciders of what is cool we just don't realize it and so anyways shout out to that episode you got to scroll way back at this point because we've done over 100 episodes and that was (laughs) I think our fifth or sixth episode Mm -hmm. I'm not sure it was in our top 10 our first 10 so it's also been like a common thread throughout all of our episodes like I remember multiple times talking about how women are the tastemakers Mm -hmm. I think in our we did an episode on like women and labor around Christmas time and how like the labor that women do is invisible but like they end up making a lot of the buying decisions and also are like the one in households that continue traditions and are like the kin keepers that's what it's called right yes kin Mm -hmm. keepers so it's like there's a lot of power that's there that just is completely invisible most of the time and it's so underappreciated for like actually how valuable that is and it's cool to just see it be so obvious so visible that like it is 
unavoidable. Like, people are having to look it in the face, basically. I think also that women and so many girls are so unashamed of it. Yes. Like, I think so finally true. it's, like, with TikTok and social media, like, I've seen people get annoyed of, like, oh, they're just going trying to do things for TikTok or, you know, like, they're trying to, mm-hmm. like, start trends for TikTok or, I don't know, like, making it a whole event, which, like, sure, yeah, whatever. Maybe it's annoying that we're, like, living for our social media feeds. But at the same time, people, like, wanting to make the social media, it's, like, it's all in the name of camaraderie. And I think it's making people just less embarrassed. Like, they're okay showing yes. up in full glam, full glitter, whether that's to the Barbie movie or the Taylor movie. I agree. I like thinking back on this year, I think the two times that have just been very like, how do I describe it? You know, when you're in like a crowd of people and you all have like a common feeling yes, and it just like sets off a different frequency in the air almost and you can just like almost taste it. And it's so memorable because you can like feel that everyone there is like joined in something collective. so excited yes it's so crazy like there's got to be a name for that phenomenon totally but the era's tour and then the barbie movie literally no I, I won't forget the moment like right when the clock comes on the screen and applause started playing like me and my cousin who I went to the air store we were freaking out everyone around us was freaking out because we knew that was the second to last song before the countdown started everyone was losing their mind i was at the air store when speak now taylor's version was announced mm-hmm. and whenever i'm feeling down i'll just like go back and just like watch taylor announcing it and not even just because it's like fun to watch but it's just so fun to just hear the collective joy in screaming and just like the unashamed screaming you know yeah because sometimes I'm like okay I'm a 26 year old woman now I just had a birthday (laughs) and I'm still screaming at the top of my lungs about the person I've loved since I was like 13 like you know sometimes Mm -hmm. in your head it's like is it time to grow up is it time to move past this no no No. like I because if I'm just acting how I am I was that excited about speak now Taylor's version And I was that excited to hear it live announced. So I know, like I looked around at one point and all of us were just like dancing and screaming and like tears at different points. And and it was just so freeing to just be like in a crowd of people who literally could care less. Like I feel no amount of self-consciousness at all at this moment and that's incredible like I'm freaking (laughs) out I have purple glitter on my face and everyone is supporting that it reminds me of a TikTok that I've seen a couple times that if people just like have brought up this point where it's like men are almost like allowed to keep their hobbies they are allowed to like still root for the same sports teams the same amount but like not even that where it's like it's normal for men like the nerds or whatever to like still be just as into superheroes or marvel or just as into video games like they're allowed to take their childhood hobbies and like they obviously evolve in different ways but they're allowed to keep them whereas women don't necessarily have that same permission and so it's like this is in a way women being like no my hobby from when i was 13 loving taylor swift is like just as valid now as a you know like i said 26 year old woman that makes me even, even feel like happier about Barbie because it's like how much time did you spend playing with Barbies and watching the Barbies yes and I think that's what I see people doing it where it's like where they're talking about Barbies and like especially the mom character where it's like you know women are expected to leave their toys behind which like obviously you know as adults like we're not playing with toys the same way that we were playing with kids like as we were when we were kids but like at the same time like her as a character was like she's like yeah I play with them and like I draw them and like I'm coloring Barbies and that's how she's expressing herself when she's feeling down and like 
she's that's a valid form of play for her and it's like that actually shouldn't necessarily be a weird thing no there's men who build model train sets or buy legos like yeah (laughs) exactly and those are full adults so it's like it's not weird to let Mm -mm. your childhood continue into adulthood if anything i think it's like a sign of emotional intelligence actually it's like probably emotionally (laughs) healthy if you like continue with the same hobbies and obviously like i said they always will evolve because you're growing up but like yeah yeah it is healthy so everyone go take out your barbies and just see what happens <laughs> I realize i set up my barbie house <laughs> i know i'm like and anyways here's all my old poly pockets <laughs> that might be really freeing who knows sometimes i'm just like maybe we all let ourselves grow up a little bit too fast yeah i think especially as girls you know like you hit like 12 or 14 and suddenly everyone starts wearing makeup and putting on bras and caring a little bit more and then the Mm. conversations switch from barbies and whatever to like boys so fast and i don't know it feels nice to kind of feel it transition a little bit totally and like this summer too personally i've been reading so much more just like romance fantasy adventure books that I'm like this is exactly what 13 year old Sadie was doing which was still holding on to my Barbies even though I felt like I was a little bit too old for them obsessed with Taylor Swift and reading fantasy books yeah so happy summer like happy summer for the girls (laughs) I agree and that happy summer for the economy (laughs) yeah and I mean in some ways absolutely not happy summer for the economy but like hey true (laughs) in others yeah we wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on as far as the money side of all of this and kind of how women are involved in it there's this Instagram account I found called Female Quotient. They talk a lot about just inequality with women in all areas. And they had like a little rundown of statistics. And then we'll dive a little bit more into them. But they say Barbie, as of this week, has crossed $1 billion at the box office. And I think that's in gross. Like that's earnings on top of what they spent to make the movie, I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I, I that's what I found. Which means Greta Gerwig is now the first solo female director to helm a billion dollar movie. That's Super also cool. like just that's not even like a good movie. That's like a great movie. Yeah. <laughs> billion dollars is not something that every single blockbuster no, no, hit no. finds. So that's really big. I know this is international, but spending by Beyonce fans is already affecting inflation in Sweden and the UK. Also, apparently during her Philadelphia tour stop, searches for nail technicians increased by a whopping 193%. And diners who found restaurants through Yelp increased by 30%. So people are going local. The estimated impact of the Taylor Swift Eras tour globally is estimated to be $5 billion. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) For example, during her two-day stop in Cincinnati, the estimated net new local spending was $92 million alone. Okay, and actually I have a personal story with this because, so my husband is a school teacher, but he worked Mm -hmm. at a restaurant during the summer, you know, before school started. Anyways, Taylor Swift weekend, he made the most money. I believe it. Not any holidays. It was Taylor Swift weekend when she was here in May. He made the most money. In tips. Well, like, we went down to Vegas for Mm -hmm. the Taylor Swift tour. We stayed in St. George, but we stayed at a hotel. We went to the outlets in Vegas and shopped. Yeah. And we ate out and then went to the stadium. (laughs) That was so much. And there was people getting, like, Ubers. Like, it was crazy. 
crazy. And that's why I think like so many of these towns have been doing all sorts of things. Like they're like, thank you for the business. Well, that's what like Jordan, he worked at a local Nashville restaurant. It wasn't like some chain that just happened to be also in Nashville. Like a lot of these local restaurants and local companies were very much being benefited from this so yeah of course they're going to participate in it because if they can get the swifties to come like the swifties are willing to spend the money obviously they are they're already (laughs) for the experience and then also the women's world cup has been breaking a lot of records lately they broke ticket sales and tv viewership records for the first time in a really long time especially after there was a bunch of headlines last year about how no one was interested in women's sports i remember yeah which is never great to see so there's just like a lot of stuff going on right now that's really spotlighting interest in women and their interests and what they're doing there was also reports from multiple different financial things so yahoo finance talked about how they estimate that taylor swift's eras tour is going to most likely be the first billion dollar concert tour ever Yes. Which I'm is not shocked. Crazy. Yes. We talked a lot about Barbie, but the Barbie Oppenheimer Barbenheimer debut mm-hmm. was the fourth biggest overall weekend in box office history of all time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Fourth. That's crazy. And also, I think a lot of people have been talking about this, that it was like for the first time in, I think since like Marvel's Endgame, that it was like a movie was an actual cultural event. Like yes. Barbenheimer... Everyone was talking about it like it was actually relevant and people wanted to go to the movies. Yes, they actually wanted to go to the theater. theater. Like it was finally (laughs) worth it to go see it opening weekend in theaters. Yeah, according to the University of Michigan clinical assistant professor of marketing, he said it's rare for a movie in a concert to have this kind of impact. With Barbie Pink taking over wardrobes and Swift Era's tour bracelets dominating social media, the marketing behind both messages have transcended into a cultural moment. And culture, Collins told Yahoo Finance, is the most influential external force of human behavior, full stop. I love that quote. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's such an important thing to remember that like pop culture is relevant to like the human experience and to history and to everything that impacts us on a daily basis instead of it getting written off as like not as important as like finance and politics and everything else. It's like, no, it's the most important thing that influences everything else in our lives. Totally. I mean, we've talked about this a lot when we're talking about the lives of the women artists that we've covered, where it's like, like it feels like gossip columns, you know, that we're discovering. Mm-hmm. And it's just, history is just pop culture of the past. You know, yes. it's just celebrity <laughs> gossip of the past. A lot of the times, that's all it is. And it it has an impact. They also talked to, yes, economist and he told them he hasn't seen anything like the obsession with barbie and taylor swift in his more than 15 years working in economic research amazing fully fully believe it and women having an impact on the u.s dollar is also rising in trends just as fast as barbie and taylor swift are even though less people are talking about it last week in our episode i actually you remember i mentioned that video about how like they asked ai to generate images of women i mean of people 
people good at investing and it didn't bring up any women. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, how relevant again. (laughs) So I went and found it and it was out of a thousand images, less than 2% were women. However, according to statistics, women's investment portfolios outperform men's. Women have less credit card debt than men. Single women own more homes than single men. And actually they are the next highest homeowners after couples. Interesting. That actually surprises me because I think like stereotypically it's like, oh, women have the credit card debt because women are big shoppers and this and this and this. So that is interesting. I did Mm -hmm. not know that, that men tend to have more credit card debt. They do. More wives out earn their husbands than ever before in history. And 90% of women manage household financial decisions, which has always been kind of a thing, but more of like a very hidden thing, whereas now it's being a very obvious thing um women also drive 70 to 80 percent of all consumer purchasing decisions that's that's a lot of power yeah (laughs) there is i don't think any other thing in the united states where we could get 80 percent of people that have the power for something that that is a majority (laughs) yeah so that's something i feel like we should tap into like if we wanted to i don't know incite some changes we've got the purchasing power There was another article from TechCrunch that was talking about the trillion dollar female economy that's hidden. And it talked about how women should no longer be thought of as a niche. In fact, they're one of the most significant growth markets we've ever seen. Because when you look at the fact that women make up roughly half of the US working population, which I think is, you know, like a new thing in these most recent decades of women actually being half of the working population. True. When you adjust it for self-employment, they're actually the workforce majority because a lot of women own businesses that they run from home. Think of like Etsy shops or I know designers or musicians, you know, like all of that. The arts especially are a self-employment or photographers, which means that industries are employing more women, are more influenced by female spending power. And because female employment is rising, Female education is actually rising with more women getting bachelor degrees than ever before. There's actually been a quadrupling of women with degrees since 1970, which I didn't know. And women actually make up about 60% of college students, even though enrollment in U.S. universities is declining, with men accounting for 71% of that decline. So that means that if that trend continues, two women will earn a college degree for every single one earned by a man. I wonder why. I have no idea. That is so interesting. Less men are going to college and more women are. Hmm. I'm sure a lot of people have a lot of theories as to why, but like that is interesting. It is really interesting. The unemployment rate among women as at an all-time low of 3.4%. Wow. So even with the wage gap, which is real, does exist, I'm not (laughs) going to entertain any thoughts otherwise. Um, These factors have led to an increase in women's financial power, meaning that women in the United States control more than $10 trillion in assets, which is expected to triple over the next decade. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. That's $30 trillion. I mean, that is an incredible <laughs> amount of money. That that number's not even real. It's that much no. money, you know? Like I'm like, I can't even fathom a billion, a trillion dollars. No, I cannot even. I can hardly <laughs> actually fathom a million. So, True. you know. This 
is basically going to lead to the point that women are increasingly likely to be the primary breadwinner, financial contributor, and head of household, making 85% of day-to-day spending decisions and 80% of healthcare spending decisions. And what I thought was really interesting as well is the article dived into like why this has happened, like what led to it. So Mm -hmm. I'm just going to talk about them really quick. They said there's like four major things. One of them is the super consumer is what they call it. Like, women have long been, like, a target consumer for retail and e-commerce, especially. But, like, the fact that there's billion-dollar beauty and fashion brands, this helps grow female-led companies. And so then it leads to more money being spent in female business directions. Yes. So they said it led into more power of the female dollar in education, healthcare, food, and financial technology. So they said it's even more appropriate to ask which industries are not influenced by the female dollar. I think that that's a very important question. (laughs) Another one was women's health and wellness. So women are actually the biggest consumers of healthcare based on their own health needs as well as their role as primary healthcare decision makers for their families. Something that a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot of money in, sadly, kind of. Unfortunately, yes, in this country, it's fine. Yep. So a lot of that health and wellness area have also grown, especially because as a society, we've also become more health conscious. Like I see probably 50 million ads for like supplements and all sorts of stuff every single day. And women are some of the most active participants in that industry. The other one is the care economy, which kind of goes into our episode that we did at Christmas where caregiving has been dismissed as women's work for so long Mm -hmm. that it's like ignored and underinvested. And yet it's like a really big deal. Yeah. And there's a lot of money goes into it because think of like how much of a person's life revolves around them needing care. They need it basically until they graduate from high school and then they're going to need it again when you're old. So it's like that means there's a very short time span in your life when like you don't need external help and care. And that's, I mean, disregarding everything else that we rely on from like healthcare professionals and everything, you know, like. Yeah. So it's just crazy that it's so ignored of this area of caregiving. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of like funding and everything going towards that. And a lot of the support for that is women. And also, because women are going forth to become the most highly educated workforce, that's going to be even more prominent. And then the other one is women at work. Because after the pandemic, you know, like more women were laid off, but then more women took up other jobs. So they said it's leading to a lot of job shortages that are being filled by women. And this is leading to more women at work, more women in the workforce, and therefore more power of the dollar in the female hands. So yeah, just kind of crazy to think that like if trends continue as they're going, women are going to be the most powerful spending force, at least in the United States, over the next decade. I mean, one thing that I do want to bring up too, though, is like the negative side of it, where it's like, especially with like TikTok influencers, like the hyper consumerism and unsustainable ways. Like I do think that that is maybe unfortunately another part of this, like why women do have so much spending power is because like the Shein hauls, you know, mm-hmm. and that's something I think that people have been talking about. And it's part of it is where you put your dollar, but is also like how much extra things you're consuming. And it's like in our like very, very capitalist society, it's like, do we really actually need to be purchasing and consuming so many things? So like, that's a part of it. That's like 
not great and then the other part of it too is like mentioned like with health and wellness where it's like buying all these like skin creams or like having it be marketed of like oh you can be healthy you can be beautiful you can lose weight you can look young forever if you add these things and like all that messaging that's like as a woman that's where you get your value through society and so you're more inclined to then spend money because I mean, unfortunately, we live in a man's world. And if that's the way you win the system, it seems like sometimes, unfortunately, you have to play by that game. And so you play. And because of that, you're spending money on those things where men don't feel as pressured maybe to spend money on anti-aging serums or, you know, like do all of the healthy wellness things so they can stay young forever. And so that's kind of like the negative side, I think, that I definitely just want to make sure to acknowledge that it's like, there's also the bad parts of this where it's like, we don't need to be consuming as much as we need to, but also it is cool on one hand and like (laughs) interesting. I think it's cool because we've obviously, I mean, If you've been listening to this podcast from the beginning, we tell stories every single week about very specific women from history who have some way been belittled or not taken as seriously as a woman and in their fields. And so it is kind of cool now to see tangible proof that actually women are like leading like not maybe leading is maybe not the right word but like is it such a driving force and I think that finally now people are recognizing it Mm -hmm. and like maybe not just immediately writing off as vapid stupid because it is girly you know yeah no I think it should be more of like an empowering thing Mm -hmm. um that'd be like oh wow you know because more women are making money and because there's more women in business like it gives us an opportunity to be smarter about our money totally take this chance and be like oh for the first time in history like there's this untapped power of the female dollar and like you are a driving force behind that true and i mean yeah like what would happen if women did start not but i'm not it's hard too because i don't want to make it women's job to like fix culture because part of me was like what would happen if women valued sustainability and stopped doing these things and i was like okay well it's not women's jobs to fix the world but like (laughs) you know so it's like there's like a double Mm. side to everything but like you're right with the buying power though it comes a lot of not responsibility but like a lot of opportunity especially when we live in America which is all about money in America (laughs) yeah I think it's just like being smart about it there's actually a really really funny TikTok it's from this um I know it yeah the I know you're everything it's so funny Mm -hmm. okay (laughs) I was like it's so funny it's from this like I think they're Australian New Zealand they're a New Zealand podcast it's called like FVHZM Fletch Mm -hmm. and they have this segment that they call girl math. I had one come up and I still think it's the funniest thing. They ended up having an economist from New Zealand come on and join them for this segment. And they had a caller who called in and they asked her, okay, like what do you need help justifying? Like what purchase? And she had bought a New Zealand designer dress that was like almost $400, I think, Mm -hmm. or something like that. And she was like, I already bought it, but I need help justifying it. I love that. You have to go and watch it if you haven't seen it. It's so funny. But they like go through the whole thing and explain how like, okay, like if she wears it three times to, you know, the next, the weddings she has over the summer, then it boils down to like $160 per wear. Mm -hmm. And then because it's a designer dress from like a New Zealand designer, then it has resale value. So she'd be able to resell it and then at least get one of the wares back so then it's basically free that's what they always wind down to at the 
so it's basically free it's basically free that's so funny but what was funny is the male co-hosts were like looking to this economist to basically tell them like no you're wrong this is bad because you know the economy is crap and like how like you shouldn't buy a 400 dollars dress or whatever yes but he said that if you're looking at it as cost per wear and resale value and like factor in more things than just like oh i want that so i bought it then you're thinking like an economist so he was totally Mm. on board with girl math he said as long as you look at it differently you can justify your purchases that way so i thought it was like a really funny thing where it's like okay like there is logic that goes behind it like as long as you're smart about it yeah as long as you're not letting like rampant consumerism if you use your girl math if you're intentional and you are mm-hmm. smart with your purchases you know what that's super fair i mean i've definitely had that conversation in my marriage where it's like okay jordan sure like i bought this but how many times am i gonna wear it i know i love it i'm gonna wear it all mm-hmm. the time and so when you break it down that's like 20 cents every time I wear this and also I personally hold on to clothes forever so I'm like I'm gonna have this in my closet for 10 years probably no that's one thing I've thought about a lot too because I've looked back and I've been like oh my gosh like I bought that pair of jeans you know and jeans are expensive so it was like Mm -hmm. oh that was like a hundred dollars I'm like oh how can I justify that and then I think back all the time and I'm like do I regret it I'm like no I've worn them like 20 times since then yeah and (laughs) it is better to have a great (laughs) pair of jeans yeah yeah that you wear so it's just like as long as you're thinking like an economist about how you spend your money and this even goes into the Barbie doll thing because a lot of people are talking about how now the the rise of Barbie dolls more people are buying Barbies and that's bad for the environment because of plastic and it's really just like as long as you're making sure you're not letting like that rampant Sheen Hall consumerism override your logic, then like you can justify spending money. Just be smart about it. Just be smart about it. <laughs> I love that. I, I've seen so many funny TikToks about girl math too, where it's like, if I pay it with cash, it's free. If I Venmo someone for dinner with money that I already had in my Venmo, that dinner it's was free. free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I very much related to every single yeah. sentiment of that. <laughs> and I mean, maybe that's not a <laughs> No, it's not. But... But I get it. <laughs> yeah. But I've been there and I have definitely calculated my dinners of how much yeah. is this dinner actually also when i go out to eat too i'm like hmm this was like a you know 15 dollar dinner but like i'm gonna have leftovers so it was 750 a meal which is not that that's bad. me mm-hmm. every time i'm like okay but if i like take home half then like therefore it's dinner which it's means two like- meals and you know what six dollars a meal is not it's i don't feel as guilty about actually that. really great because to eat out for only six dollars a meal is like impossible it's very cheap nowadays yeah and groceries are expensive so you know and there you go girl math girl math over here yes in action i love it we're gonna take a quick break just to spotlight one of our new favorite women artists so today's spotlight of mine i don't want to necessarily say she's not an artist because of course she's an artist i'm sure in her own way but that's not necessarily what she shares on her instagram but i think she's a great example of someone who has made taylor swift her side hustle and is someone that i have relied on this summer Love that. so on tiktok which is how i found her is tess deer at tess deer and what does she do she collects live streams and she like will go live from wherever she's at for like the eras tour to do them live i genuinely i don't know how she does it because like she will pull up the live streams and like 
she'll always show the best one, which means sometimes if you're watching live on her TikTok, I think she's like just showing the camera like on her computer screen or something where she's like always pulling up like the best um, like angle and like will always find the best audio. If something crashes, she immediately finds it for you. So basically wow. you can just like go to her page and just like know that it's going to be you know, like you're going to get what you want and you're going to get a good live stream. The LA Times like did an article about her and <laughs> it's like how to watch a Taylor Swift concert from the comfort of your sofa where they like literally brought her up. I think she's actually from Utah. Yeah. Okay. Because this article, it talks about how she from Salt Lake City, she fires up her husband's laptop, searches for feeds from fans holding up their phones in the crowd and begins to broadcast a live stream. And Man. she has almost like 200,000 followers. And I wonder too, like she's probably made some serious money with just like the amount of people sending gifts and yeah. like via TikTok. There's so many people watching on Live stream the is way like she a whole does other it. World. Mm-hmm. And like I said, she's made it her side hustle. And you know what? I could always count on her to live stream it and to do it in a very nice way. So I don't have to like go on and find a crappy live stream that wasn't going to work. Like yeah. hers always worked. It was great. And she's probably made a decent amount of money because I swear like during Surprise Song, there'll be like 30,000 plus people on her live streams every That's every single era's tour amazing i also i love her bio it says salute to me i'm your live stream queen yes literally <laughs> so good and i know she went to one of the la dates too which is fun so she like did a mm -hmm. whole post of like sorry guys i won't be live streaming because i'm going to be there so i thought that was sweet but you yeah, know she's really cool. she's great so shout out to tess you are the reason why I got to enjoy so many live streams. She's on Instagram too, by the way, if you want yes. to see her cute little family photos. Yes, she is on Instagram. And I think like she's also like been shouted out like on Ryan Seacrest podcast. Like, so people know her as the as the live stream queen, I guess. That's awesome. Love to see it. I found the most unique little niche account <laughs> the other day and it has 199k followers so obviously it's not niche to everyone but this is something i've never thought about before mm -hmm. um it's called d story co mm. she makes powerpoint presentations oh, amazing and these are not regular powerpoint presentations no these are insane powerpoint presentations i ran across her barbie one of course. Perfect. And it was her preparing her boyfriend with a Barbie lore presentation. But she has like a magazine opening and talking about Barbie core. And then there's like a thing where it's like choose your player and it goes through and like actually shows all of it. I, I don't know how she does this. It's insane. Oh my gosh. I'm watching the Barbie one right now. I love yes. it. Yes. It has like all these effects and everything. And like I was watching one of her process videos and she was doing stuff in PowerPoint that I did not even know was possible. Incredible. She also did a PowerPoint girl one. I mean, Powerpuff girl. Mm -hmm. Sorry, a Powerpuff girl PowerPoint. Tongue twister. <laughs> Which was so cute. But also like lately, I don't know why, but the PowerPoint, the Powerpuff girls came into my brain like super randomly the other day. And so mm -hmm. it was like funny that this popped up right after because I was thinking about what iconic characters those were and how cool that would be as a live action movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. Just like a trio of girls and then I started thinking about how like you know the three girls from Riverdale who are like best friends yeah and there's like the blonde the brunette and the redhead uh-huh that play Veronica Betty and Cheryl and they have like a TikTok account together and I was like I need a movie with them as the Powerpuff Girls oh I see the vision yeah. I see the vision yeah 
Anyway, I love so it. So she has one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she's also done Taylor Swift ones. She's done. So she basically, did... I am the target demographic for this woman's e- PowerPoints. Yes, one hundred percent. And a fun part of it is she actually has a ton of the templates for free, so you can literally go and download her PowerPoints so that you have them for yourself. Amazing. Um, her Powerpuff Girl one was actually a Let's Break Up one, so oh. you know if you're in the market for that. <laughs> It'd be it's helpful. available That's but she also has like a super mario quiz one and like a bunch of other stuff it's just cute and fun and i love it enjoyable so that is yeah enjoyable. go check her out i also quickly wanted to mention one more there is this account called l vest e-l-l-e vest i think they're run by l magazine but mm. their whole purpose and everything is to help women build and manage their wealth. Oh, and cool. their whole phrase is like, because nothing bad happens when women have more money. Yeah. <laughs> so they post a lot of statistics about it. They also have an app. I actually have been investing with them since last year, I think. Oh, cool. And I just have it set up on like a regular scheduled thing. I think it donates like $10 every month and they invest it for me. And then... um then they take the fee out of that for running it, which I think is only like a dollar or something every month. And mm-hmm. then it has like wealth building without me even having to focus on it at all. And I love that it's like women centric, like everything is like branded really beautifully. So amazing. Yeah. Cool. Thanks for the shout out for that. Mm-hmm. So definitely like out. go check it out, build some wealth, make some money. We love it. Yeah. All right. Now back to the show. So one article that I found that I actually originally found it because of TikTok, let's be honest, that's how I found (laughs) this article. But I actually did read the article this time. So now I can say I read the article and that's not just lying for I watched a TikTok about it. It's fine to find things by TikTok. (laughs) It's the same as finding things on Google, right? It's just a search engine. It's just like the funny joke when people are like, I read an article the other day and it's like, nah, you watched a TikTok on it. (laughs) That's actually what you did. Anyways, but it's from the New York Times. It's by Michelle Goldberg and it's The Hunger Fed by Barbie and Taylor Swift, where she talks about exactly what we've touched on, where it's like, the summer's two biggest entertainment phenomenons are mm-hmm. Barbie and the Taylor Swift. And she talked a lot about what they have in common, where they obviously both feature gorgeous blonde women <laughs> who revel in mainstream femininity and chafe at its limitations, enacting an ambivalence shared by many of their fans, which I just thought that quote was funny. She pointed out the fact that Barbie had the biggest opening weekend and, of course, how Taylor Swift has had this big one. It's also funny. She pointed out like how the film's blunt feminism, where its villain is literally patriarchy, has triggered a lot of um, right-wing backlash with conservative figure Ben Shapiro opened a 43 oh minute monologue gosh. about how viscerally angry the movie made him by setting two barbie dolls on fire that is the like stupidest thing i've ever heard i know is it okay if we take a detour for just a second because this reminded me of something so with all the criticism of barbie i like i saw in one weekend one person complaining that it was too feminist that was a, a woman mind you saying it was too feminist Mm-hmm. And then the next person saying it was too much like a ninth grade feminist paper and therefore it wasn't feminist enough. Mm-hmm. And first off, it reminded me very much so of America Ferrari's monologue of like, 
you can't you, we're never enough you have to be <laughs> perfect yeah you're either too much mm-hmm. this or too much that and as both well are expected of you the documentary we watched on barbie and like her tiny shoulders you know and that was the thing where it's like there's so much expectations for a doll and like you don't put anything else like that on any other part of society like it's ridiculous to imagine that a doll yeah. is able to embody all of the human experience but then i saw a tiktok of course and someone was explaining that it's like it has nothing to do with you as a viewer and that's what makes it more powerful mm, it's like mm-hmm. of course she was saying things you already know of course it like you know like some people may not know that but she was explaining to a doll, to Barbie, to all of the Barbies for the very first time the experience of being a woman. And all of us have been there. All of us at one time or another over the course of our life have learned what it's like to exist in a man's world. And, and that's it, like, why had that moment resonates. where we were like, oh, OK, yeah, I get so this. It's like, of course, it feels like basic feminism. She's talking to someone who has never experienced it before. The Barbies live in a matriarchal society. Yeah, she's literally confronting <laughs> it for the first time ever. No, yeah. honestly, I, I know exactly the TikTok you're referencing because mm-hmm. after I first saw the Barbie movie, like there was a part of me that kind of was conflicted about it because maybe in my head I was like just so excited. But I was I was one of those critiquers where I was like, OK, it was a little feminism 101, a mm-hmm. little cheesy. I know girls are a big deal kind of a thing. Like, yeah, I was kind of fighting that in my head and I had like, even texted my my best friend Kiana I was like hey like I was so good you're gonna love it but like I'm really interested to see if you have this reaction or if I'm like dumb but then two days later I saw it again when I went with my mom and I went with my sister and in those two days I had already seen the backlash where I think I was like oh like actually this monologue is so needed still Mm -hmm. you know where I was like I think I just realized I was putting myself in a bubble where like every week I go on a podcast <laughs> with you and we're talking about women from history and we're like talking about women's issues where it's like I mean I'm not saying that we're doing like scholarly work here we're just you know pointing out the ways that the double standards have existed through history yeah but we talk about feminism every I'm single day literally talking yeah. about this every week <laughs> and that's not even just including the research that we're always mm-hmm. doing plus me editing like a good portion of my week is spent thinking about women's issues and yeah. so once I kind of like brought myself outside of that I was like oh, I just am in a unique situation where I literally have a podcast that talks about these issues. And then, like I said, with all the backlash, I was like, okay, the world still needs this. And then again, I saw that TikTok where it brought up the fact that it was like, like you said, it was from the doll's point of view. This is her Mm -hmm. first time facing it head on. And like, I remember too, like when I was a freshman in college, like hearing that messaging and the same things that like was resonating with Barbie, obviously, and like resonated with all the Barbies. Like that is the thing that like, 18 19 year old me really grasped onto as something that like I really needed was people acknowledging that like it just felt so just so damn impossible all the time Mm -hmm. to be a woman so no I completely agree yeah it was kind of a beautiful way to look at it too to just be like oh like the lesson that we had to learn over a lifetime of like tiny things where you know like you raise your hand and you get ignored or a guy makes a snide comment about your favorite singer or like having to put aside your interests like We had to learn it kind of in this horrible growing pains kind of way. And then to see like the Barbies have to confront it so head on for the first time. So directly, yeah. And then, yeah, have her be able to speak to that. Like, that's why it's powerful. Mm -hmm. Because all of it resonates with like that part of us that had to learn that. So anyway, everyone who says that it's not enough or like too much, they're all stupid. (laughs) I, You know what? Say it it how it is. I'm so on board with that. 
Cool. Let me go back. Where was it? Um, yeah, sorry. No, that's <laughs> back okay. Back to money. <laughs> no, that was an important caveat, though. But anyways, with the people getting angry about the Barbie movie, she brought up the fact that like even Taylor Swift has gotten some backlash. I don't think they've said a lot of things about the Eras tour specifically. They've said a lot of things about Taylor Swift, but not so much about yeah. the Eras tour, I don't think. But she's just mm. pointed out the fact like it's just interesting that, you know, they're both like getting some type of reaction. But what I loved is she said an obvious lesson from the gargantuan success of both Barbie and the Eras tour is that there's a huge underserved market for entertainment that takes the feelings of girls and women seriously which I loved how she pointed that out where it's like Taylor Swift from the beginning validated women emotions from you know us as literal like teenagers and children to now as she's grown up like I still feel so validated from the music she shares and like you just talked about like that's exactly what the Barbie movie was like the point was to validate the way that women feel and to say hey that's not crazy like of course you feel that way talking about the Barbie and the Taylor Swift concert, there was quotes that she mentioned with what happens in the crowd is messy, wild, benevolent, and beautiful. And then a woman attending one of the first Barbie showings told The Guardian that she'd been waiting for it for two years. Quote, I've been dying to go to a movie theater and have something that feels like a monocultural event, which like we talked about. And another thing she pointed out too is like Barbie in particular, like one of the reasons why it's hitting so much to women is because it treats becoming a woman as a hero's journey, which is not something that we're, I don't think, see as much in movies, no, obviously. never, actually. Mm-hmm that's really beautiful and she like talks about too like america frere's a character named gloria like she talks about her monologue and again she says like by giving voice to the cognitive dissonance required to be a woman under the patriarchy you rob it of its power it's consciousness raising as magic and ultimately as difficult as being an adult woman is robbie's barbie chooses it over remaining in the sexless girlhood idol of barbie land as we learn in the film's perfect last line so i just thought that was a cool parallel that she drew where it's like both the barbie movie and taylor swift collectively just like takes women's interests and feelings so seriously and that's why so many women and so many girls are flocking to it is because it's like finally like you're seeing you know like i said like your emotions not being put down but almost like being put on a pedestal is like something that's like good and can be a superpower she kind of brings up a good point though where she's like well obviously there is a hunger for this type of entertainment so it makes sense for hollywood to and especially when all these like strikes are over to do more to cultivate female writers and directors because women are still rarely given the chance to direct high budget films we've done a lot of episodes i think more recently where we talk about women directors and women in movies what's so sad though is she pointed out like for the most part that it seems that the lesson that hollywood is maybe going to take from the success of Barbie is not to make stories for women but to make more movies about toys (laughs) because Mattel has announced that there's been 14 movies that are apparently now in development that are based on toys like the Rock'em Sock'em robots. I think there's one about Hot Wheels that Mm J.J. Abrams is doing. I mean, she pointed out the fact that Lena Dunham was the one who was set to make the movie about Polly Pockets. But like, I don't know, it kind of ended like with a more not pessimistic note, but like disappointed where it's just like, uh, like, why can't they say that? Like the reason why this succeeded, it's not because like we were like, oh, nostalgia toys awesome it's because it was a movie from women about women to women Mm -hmm. and that's why so many women were so willing to get on board with it and so it's like i really hope i mean just a side note by the way like taylor swift is set to direct a movie i don't know what that movie is i do know it's through searchlight pictures and so she like made a joke about the fact that like they're probably feeling pretty good about signing her who actually she cites greta gerwig as an influence so 
just a side note and i yeah <laughs> in the meantime ever since this movie has come out i have become a greta gerwig super fan i've watched so many youtube video like interviews with her listen to podcasts like i love greta gerwig i so saw a tiktok much. today that ryan gosling got her a flash mob of ken's for her birthday <gasps> i love ryan gosling too i know same i actually have so much more appreciated like he was not my teen heartthrob like the notebook was great but like i didn't walk away from it being like oh ryan gosling he's now my teen heartthrob yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i i take it back no i think that that's a really interesting point i actually saw a quote kind of like that too that said that some observers say the success of barbie isn't groundbreaking because hollywood seems to rediscover female audiences every few years and then promptly forget about half of the population or just like doesn't get it that it's like no 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 like sure i was probably gonna go see the barbie movie regardless i wasn't gonna do three podcast episodes about the movie regardless you know no. like there's a reason why so many women are care and are talking about it and are recommending well, it and seeing it multiple times and there's just like this constant ignorance about like what actually makes these movies successful like mm -hmm. i saw a thing that there is a island on greece that does a showing of mamma mia every single night and they have everyone get headphones and then sit on the coast and watch mamma mia mamma mia wasn't a groundbreaking success in theaters it did really well but it only has like a 60 percent on rotten tomatoes like a lot of people would be like oh it's okay um it has a cult following it's because women love that movie <laughs> and why do women love that movie it's because it just like because tells the stories of women yeah. yeah and growing into womanhood <laughs> even barbie referencing the 2005 pride and prejudice or oh. actually they referenced the bbc one yes but like they get it it's every just like, woman knows <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not like, every you like, understand like yeah. the the following that these stories have there's a reason why they're so popular there's a reason why mm -hmm. they continue to be like rediscovered over and over again and we've even talked about that with like the female artists we cover where it's like every couple of years they do another like we discovered them again like, uh, like they, they they're were still never there gone yeah <laughs> yeah they've been there the whole time and, and that's what's annoying about this as well is that it's just like if they would take that as a cue that like maybe we need to have more female directors and producers and more stories written for women they would see a lot more long-term success than wrapping it up to be like, oh, obviously it's about toys. Like people like the nostalgia from toys. It's like, eh, eh, that was just like, a small percentage of it. Yeah, that like was you it. don't get it. You're not understanding what Barbie is. It was yeah. more than a toy. If Greta Gerwig didn't do Barbie, it wouldn't be as big as it is now. No. I know that certainly. Yeah, and actually also like Margot Robbie played a very big role in like casting and development and everything too. And like without the two of them, I really it wouldn't have been what it is. One other thing that's really cool. I saw a lot of talk about how one thing that they're noticing is that even though women are a group dominating pop culture and the economy over the summer, it's not necessarily the same woman. Mm. Obviously, we're the same audience of like Taylor Swift and Barbie. <laughs> we are the picture perfect of what that target demographic <laughs> might look like. There's a Venn diagram and we are in the middle. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. What? But Two they... <laughs> white women who have a podcast? Shocking. <laughs> but the um, audiences for Barbie, Beyonce, like I mentioned, the women's soccer, like World Cup, and then um, Taylor Swift, all of them skew slightly differently in terms of race, age, gender and sexual identity women are not a monolith it says so it's cool to see that like even though we 
exist as this group of like 50% of the population. Like our interests are all like coming together in this weird way over the summer where like Mm -hmm. everyone has something they're excited about. And I think that makes it like even cooler. Like that's probably where there's that ongoing thread of just like girlhood excitement. Mm -hmm. Even if we're not excited about the same things, we can at least appreciate that we're both excited about something. Yes, we're all really excited. (laughs) So it's continuing. Another fun little note, there's actually been like a huge focus on like side hustles that are coming from like Taylor Swift and I would say even Barbie. I saw this whole article this week that just like popped up on my suggested about how people are making literally thousands and thousands of dollars selling friendship bracelets on Etsy. Oh my gosh. For the Eras tour. Mm-hmm. There's like a 46-year-old mother named Jamie Tompkins talked about how she sold more than 5,000 braided bracelets wow. on Etsy and saw over $16,000 in sales that made her more money than her full-time job. Wow. And then there were some friends in Connecticut and Massachusetts who, four female friends, They made a bunch of bracelets and then ended up selling their leftover ones that they made for the Boston one on Etsy. And then they just never stopped selling them and they've made over $10,000. So (laughs) just kind of cool to see. And I'd say even with like, I've seen Barbie shirts popping up. Oh, yeah. Um, My Facebook marketplace was flooded with a bunch of people like reselling pink clothing. Once again, using their girl math (laughs) to like (laughs) offset some of the dollar of like, anything they had left over that people could use. I know a lot of Eras Tour outfits have been resold or rented out or reused. Which is great because then like other people are just, you know, it, the same article of clothing is getting multiple uses. Yes. So it's just cool to see all of it happening. And then um, there's also a lady writing a book called Swift Swiftynomics. Oh, love it. About Taylor Swift and the women's acceleration of economic power. So we can all look forward to that coming out. I'm obsessed. <laughs> yeah, because it's just exciting to see what women are accomplishing mm-hmm. with like pop culture and media and entertainment and music and all of this coming together in more buying power in women's hands. Amazing. Just, oh, how I love being a woman, you know? <laughs> right? <laughs> No, it's just nice. I was like, ugh, I love it. I know. I'm like sad, Loki, because the Eras tour ended in the US. And I know that like soon there is going to be some dates moving forward for the rest of the year in like South America and Mexico. But I'm like, ugh, but not every weekend. I can't just like tune into the live stream if I'm bored on a Friday I night. <sighs> it's okay. It is okay. Because also the day we're recording this, 1989 was announced last night. I know. Very excited for 1989 Taylor's version. So that's something to be excited about. So excited for those vault tracks. So it will continue. So it will continue. <laughs> Don't worry. Summer of the gr- for the girls is not over. And no, we'll move right into fall for the girls and hopefully even True. more exciting things in the next year. Amazing. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. hopefully. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us today on our episode. Hope you felt some joy about being a woman. At the very least, just a little optimistic and just, I don't know, proud of how you spend your money. <laughs> Definitely. And we'll be back next week with another Forgotten Women Artist. I'm going to be talking actually a lot about background singers and shouting out one in particular, but also like just a couple. So a little that. spoiler alert for what we're talking about next week. But yay for 
talking about women and sharing women's stories. And I'm so honored that I get to do that every week. Same. It is really fun to exist in this little bubble where feminism mm-hmm. is just a constant yeah. topic. <laughs> like I said, I'm so grateful that I have something that I was like, uh, okay, thanks, America Ferrara. And I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've created this little bubble for myself. This is a nice bubble to live in. I like our little I bubble. I like our bubble. Welcome to our bubble. Welcome Hopefully to our bubble. You stick Please stay. Around. Yeah. <laughs> Hang out. Follow us on Instagram too, which is more than amused.podcast. Leave us a rating and review. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back next week. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to the great pop culture debate back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.